Hi, I'm P. Sudan, a children's fiction writer. And I'm Elle Taylor, a writer slogging through the trenches one query at a time. And this is Rooting For You Pod, a podcast aimed at inspiring all creatives, especially Black creatives, on their publishing journeys. Hello, friends. Welcome to a new episode of Rooting For You Podcast. So we had uh, interesting feedback the last time we talked about querying and the query trenches. So then we decided, you know what, let's spend a little bit more time uh, with querying and how the climate is. So we're starting like a new, a little mini series built into the season where we will have guest co-hosts come onto the podcast and then we will chat about your querying journey. Um, if they recently signed with an agent or we will chat about their querying journey and how they're managing to keep going or not go, you know, either way, just to give people more of, um, a fresher perspective, um, on the whole querying journey because so much has changed since lockdown of 2020. So. For this first episode in this mini series, I have Emily Ray on the podcast. And, Hi. Uh, hello, Emily. Um, so to get started, uh, would you please introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on here. Um, mm-hmm. Big fan of your podcast. I've been kind of binge listening all week. <laughs> but, um, so I am, um, Emily Ray and I am an adult speculative thriller author. And I am currently agented by Maria Wellen at Inkwell Management. Um, I wrote three novels, um, and I queried one, uh, that didn't go anywhere. And then when I queried my second one, that's the one that got me agented. And it is an adult techno thriller called TTYL and it went on submission in November. Well, congratulations for going on so. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, um, just a quick note. Um, we're both in, uh, author mentor match, which is mm-hmm. a mentorship that used to be. Uh, we were in author mentor match around nine and we have our own little community. So when I had this idea, I was like, well, there's no better place than reach to my community and see who will be interested, so... It's a great community. <laughs> it is. It is. So many emotions, so many different uh journeys and experiences. Absolutely. It, yeah, so... Mm-hmm. The community wow. is vital. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it just... I just cannot imagine... Well, I guess I can because I've been there, but it's not fun. <laughs> It's not fun doing this without a community, for sure. It Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so you said you wrote three and then you only queried one. Um, so, so I queried two, um, okay. and then one, and then the first one didn't go anywhere and the second one gotcha. got the agent. Yep. Okay. And the third one is yeah. came after both those two, so. Wow. Okay. So. Technically, if we believe in putting manuscripts in drawers, you only have one-ish that's like kind of sort of shelved, but not really shelved, correct? Yes. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, and it's good to kind of have it, you know, in my back pocket to be like, Hey, are you interested in, in this one too? So I'm still fingers crossed for that one that it doesn't just stay right. on the shelf forever. Right. Awesome. Okay. So if my memory serves me right, AMM was in 2022. Gosh, was it? That's I think so. Two years ago? <laughs> I, I think, think it was. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then we all did query uh, post-pandemic lockdown mm-hmm. and we People have been already talking about how things were different at that point compared to pre-pandemic um, mm-hmm. patterns to query. So mm-hmm. is there anything about your experience that you would like to highlight for listeners 
something that they can learn from your experience? I don't know. Yeah, so so I've been querying for five years. Um, I did start querying in September 2019, and that's my it, it's an adult fantasy. Um, it, it's what's called an Immortal's Guide to Being Cursed, and that is the first one that I queried. Um, right. and back then it was you know before the pandemic, I followed all of the traditional old querying advice to just query in small batches, maybe like five at a time. Um. Mm-hmm. I will say at the time it did help me because my first query was terrible along with the pages because it was my very first book. I didn't really know what I was doing yet. Um, and it was also 160,000 words. So I got a lot of rejections right off the bat. So I, that probably wasn't, that was my own, my own fault with that one. But, um, but eventually I just started, um, when I, when I, got more feedback um, and started querying it and it was a little stronger. I did get, I, it seemed like I did get a lot more um, responses, um, but they were pretty much all coming in as rejections and form rejections and things like that. Um, I did end up getting um, four offers of publication for small presses for that book, um, but I ended turning that all of them down for various different reasons, which is a whole story in itself. Um, mm-hmm. But it taught me the lesson that when I finished my second novel, I didn't want to send a single query out until I it was completely ready, until the manuscript was 100% done, um, right. rounds of edits, same with the query letter. I had multiple eyes on it. Um, and like like we said before, I was lucky that I got into Author Matter Match because mm-hmm. – I was really confident in my manuscript once that was ready to get out and um, start querying it. So it probably mm-hmm. took me about a, a year to write the first draft. And then I spent maybe two years just editing it <laughs> and getting right. trusted beta readers, trust, trusted mentorships um, and getting my query letter read by a professional editor and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, because I think the biggest difference right now in terms of when I, queried in 2019 and I sent my I started querying for my second and second novel in January 2023 so exactly one year ago um Mm -hmm. very big difference (laughs) um yeah it's the the days of like the small query batches are pretty much gone because agents right now it's just the publishing industry has slowed down a whole bunch a lot there seems to be less agents less editors um so if you send out just a few of them, um, you don't, you're not, you're, you're going to be waiting probably like three years before you can send out the next no. batch. <laughs> That's what it feels like at least. <laughs> it does. It does. I agree. <laughs> so, um, so I, when I was confident that my query package was completely like as good as it could be, I just sent out, I think it was probably like 20 or 25 queries right mm-hmm. off the bat. <laughs> I was like, let's test them all out at once and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then once I hit 50 queries or quick 50 mm-hmm. rejections, I was like, okay, let's like tweak some things. I tweaked my query letter a little bit, um, mm-hmm. my pages a little bit. And then after that, it was just like, okay, that's all I needed to do. I, every time I got a rejection in, I sent one out. So I was always right. hovering around that 25 queries out mark. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't really want to go under that or else it would just uh-huh. have taken so long. <laughs> right. So I... then in... No, go ahead. Finish. I thought you were done. Oh, no, you're sorry. <laughs> so no. in the end, in the end, I ended up sending out 126 queries, um, which is a lot. <laughs> but I think it just goes to say that there's like right now a lot of the pers- perseverance is, is important. Very, very. Now more so than, you know, before it's, Wow. Because for me, I went back. So the the manuscript I got into AMM with, I was already querying it. Um, mm-hmm. And I was getting frustrated with the feedback I was receiving because I will get full request and then they will reject it. And it will be something mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't fall in love with it the way I was expecting. Right. Um, oh, it hurts. <laughs> one, one agent was like, something, something about the world building. And it just left me thinking, well, isn't that things that 
are going to be worked on anyway if you sign someone. So right. why why was that a deciding factor in whether or not you would like to offer representation or not? But anyway. I know. <laughs> it was just one of those frustrating um feedback that I was getting and I mm-hmm. think mine was it was in twenty twenty two. I went back querying like uh, late summer, beginning of fall of 2022. Um, okay. Yeah, it was just, it was weird. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me try more mentorship. And then and that mentorship was like, well, the one of the writers, authors I submitted to, they were like, oh, you know, I really like this thing. I can see the potential and blah, 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 but mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to help you. That's why I didn't pick you. So you know what? There's this thing called uh-huh. automatomatch is coming up. You should, oh, this is such a funny, funny in quote story. <laughs> you should consider submitting to them. And then I remember rolling my eyes oh. because I've done AMM, uh, twice already and didn't get in. Oh. Oh, right. So I was oh. already like kind of feeling salty about uh-huh. the experience. <laughs> I get that. And then she was like, oh, you have nothing to lose. Just try and see what happens. Because yeah. I was like, well, why will this time be any different? Because I've already queried this manuscript a little bit. I didn't do a lot, but I've done like uh, 20 some by that point. Um, so oh, I was just like, you know what? Eh, I guess it can't hurt. So yeah, whatever. Let's throw it out there and see what right. happens. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I ended up actually working out and then I got into AMM and then had to rewrite the whole thing all oh, over again. Gosh. That was a yes. whole experience. Remember Same. how we both <laughs> used to cry about? <laughs> I, yeah, me and you very specifically were, were, uh, uh with the edit, the edits can be a lot, yes. but I think it's important to learn how to edit. And that's probably one of like one of the key things I got from Author Meta Match was like, okay, you don't need to take every single edit mm-hmm. and piece of advice that that someone gives you, even if they're like right. a mentor. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But it's just that's important. You don't really realize that until you're in it. <laughs> Definitely, it was it was an experience I'll never forget. Um, <laughs> so, so all of that happened. And then I was like, okay, let's go back into querying the summer okay. of, you know, yeah, 2022. And so that round, what I did is kind of similar to yours, but I kept mine, um, I sent 10 out. And then when the rejection started trickling in, I bumped it to 15. Nice. And then I kept it at, yeah, I kept it at 15. So every time okay. one comes in, I send one out. One comes in, I send one out. Between code query and uh, pitch contest and stuff like that, so yeah, is... nice. I mean, that's what you got to do. You just got to keep yeah. keep them out there. Yep. So yep. did you did, and... did you query a book before this one? Like when 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 did you send your first queries out? Oh, like first ever. <laughs> Goodness, my very first query was probably. In 2009? Okay. Because, yeah. So you, so you know, go, you, you definitely know like pre-pandemic querying. Oh, very much so. Like I started this whole thing like in 2008. Um, okay. I have like at least eight manuscripts. Nice. And I queried only three of them because I don't like paying. Um, <laughs> Oh, I totally get that. <laughs> and uh funny enough, two of those were right around pandemic. Because the 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 second one that I queried, I started it um like late nineteen, like late twenty nineteen. And then the pandemic showed up and I was like, you know what? Uh um this isn't it. Um it was also the same year I suffered uh, a rejection from other mental match that kind of crushed me. Mm. Like, I, it's my fault. I set my hopes really high. Oh, yeah. And then when I wasn't picked, I was just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. What is this? I don't know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, then I started working on 
the new manuscript that eventually got me my agent, but it's just, hmm. It's, this is, it's a tough industry with rejections and coming from all angles, from all different, from contests and agents and everything. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know about you, but like, so, but like the thing that I've noticed the most in terms of like, uh, just kind of like the writing community in general between mm-hmm. like, um, pre-pandemic and then during it and after is not necessarily just how agents responded, but it was the whole writing community. I felt like before the pandemic, everything felt much more alive and vibrant. Mm -hmm. And a lot of writers had a lot more opportunities. Like there were a lot more more mentorship contests, like pitch wars and author mentor match were going on. Um, With the Twitter pitch contests, like everyone was Mm -hmm. involved. It got so much activity. Mm -hmm. Um, I was looking at some past pitches and there were some that I had that like got 400 retweets and hundred of comments. Oh my goodness. And now, and this year or 2023, I was lucky if I got just like 50 retweets, if that, <laughs> and it's mm. like, what just, and then little things like that, I think helped writers get agented. Like if you get yes. any editors liking any pitches or obviously mm-hmm. mentorship's going to help. But, yeah. and I think that kind of hurt like, like the little things hurt that we didn't, don't even maybe realize. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't blame Pitchforce, but I feel like no. it was the first, <laughs> it was the first chink in the, the crack. And then it just kind of spread from there. Pitchforce right. was gone. And then mm-hmm. AMM just kind of went silent. And then Melon Musk showed up and just kind of. <laughs> Uh, no. the place. It's literally. so sad. Right. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. That, like, cause it was so much easier to, to find fellow writers, people to mm-hmm. read for you and just yeah. you, people you can get in touch with and things like that. And I think now mm-hmm. it's like, it's still there, but it is a little bit harder. There's less opportunities. Definitely less opportunities. And also, um, <clears throat> we all kind of scattered now. Some people. Yeah. Are right. Red. Some people are in blue sky. Some people are in, I don't know. Yeah, like Rev, Rev Pits on Reddit now. And it's just like, it's just, it's just mm. interesting because now it's hard for, I know me specifically, to keep track of all these different social media accounts and know who's on what. Like how many yeah. opportunities are we missing just because we we're not on Reddit or something? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's less centralized now. Mm-hmm. That's sad. I know. So. But that's another reason why it's important to kind of find a community like um we're we're lucky we got into author mentor match when we did just yeah because now with like that's a community i think we'll always have mm-hmm. i agree i agree um <clears throat> let's see oh there was another thing you mentioned um i would like to talk about on was like how many eyes you got on your work okay yeah because it's very true because when i when I was querying in 2021, I could already feel the heat. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like your manuscript had to be spit polished. Right. To have any chance. And after the mini rewrites I, I did, when I went back in 2022, I revised my query so many times. Mm-hmm. My, my, my critique partners were like, Piece. We can't. We can't find anything else. <laughs> then you send a change, and they're like, "What have you? What have you changed?" <laughs> right. And it was like, "Okay, I'm back again. Sorry." Oh, I'm I this version. Yeah. And it's just like it got to a point where they all looked at it, and we're like, "No, we don't see anything." And they're usually very picky, which I liked. And when they're like that, I was just like, you know what? Okay, okay, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, well, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's wild. It's wild. It's such a stark difference compared to, um, I binge listen to published authors interview, especially debuts. And it's such a, a huge difference compared to authors who debuted, even like in 2019, you listen yeah. to some interviews and be like, 
oh, this agent signed me. And then they told me, uh, as long as I was okay with doing a complete overhaul. Wow. And, da, 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 and I was just like, what is that world? Because I know. I what? <laughs> yeah, I I do feel like right now, if like agents want a pretty much ready to submit manuscript, at least that's how it feels. That's how it feels. Yeah, that's how it feels like. It's just, it's wild. It's yeah. wild. Um, yeah. <laughs> I apologize to listeners. This might sound like kind of bleak, but oh, I we, also have to, we also have to keep it real. Seriously. Um, yeah. It, I feel like the it's, problem is kind of, I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was just like, it's once, I feel like when you're, when you query for so long, like, and send so many queries, the rejections just like, and the bad news are just like normal news. So it's kind of easy to forget just like how sad it is. Cause you have to kind of laugh at it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree that it's sad because get to a point where. You forget the excitement of a full request. Oh, right, right. And it's that like, is I'm just, I'm so just, I'm, sad. I know. Like, I'm just going to get ghosted or form rejected. Right. Like, why? Like, eh, cool, right. but. Right, <laughs> and be like, oh, okay, they're requesting. I guess I'll hear from them in a year if I'm lucky. If I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah. And it's so bleak. It's, I know. Mm, and And it's. Yeah. I like to think that it, it it will get better. Let's just say it's going to get better. I have nothing to back that up, but just <laughs> exactly. It's like when it's this low, surely the next step is things start picking up. Hopefully, I right? No, so, something has to get fixed at some point. I have yes. heard through like other agents, Instagrams, and things like that that they do believe that like publishers will start buying more and things like that. So all we can do is hope. <laughs> Yeah, fingers and toes crossed because yes. the news from sub is like, okay, so when we say sub, just in case someone is just catching this episode and hasn't listened to more on the podcast, uh, whenever writers say that they're on sub, it means they their agent has their manuscript out to several editors at publishing houses. So that's what we call sub. Um so, sub is like slow to a crawl. Yeah. It, it, so it's like, well, <laughs> if the editors are again overworked, um, sometimes not paid what they deserve, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes they might be under budget limits. I don't know. This imprint just suddenly disappear. Seems like Which it. Which is wild to me. Yeah. Um, so less imprint, less editors. Uh, they're all burned out. So they're rethink. That's why they're buying less. So then if agents are not selling for the clients that they already have, then they get more picky about how they sign on new writers because why would you be adding more to your load if you, you know, mm-hmm. you're on selling for the clients that you already have? It's just right. Yeah. And the ripple it, effect. Yep, I was just I was just gonna say because <laughs> then why would why would agents then pick up more clients if the publishers aren't picking up the books and then yeah yeah, yeah it's good. Ah, okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, I, oh my goodness, we can just leave it on a note like this. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's it's a little too womp womp, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but there's there's that's why it's like it's important to kind of just find whatever you love about writing and the whole process, and just focus on you and what you're yeah. doing instead of just trying to look at the big picture. Because the big picture, you can get. You could spiral pretty quick. Mm-hmm. That is true. It's, it, to me, it definitely feels like I'm making progress or I'm doing something. Um, when I go back to studying craft, um, yes, be, because I'm the type of writer, if I'm actually like 
really deep into a project and I'm working on it, I am extremely reluctant to learn as I'm going, like uh, okay. study or go through a craft book while I'm actually working on something. It does not work for me. Because okay. then I start feeling like, oh, this is all trash. It's just thrown away and not, you know. I, I totally get that. It, it's awful. But if I complete something, put it aside, then I go into a craft book and I'm just like, oh, I'm just here to learn. Then it's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great strategy. I'm actually kind of the opposite where it's like if I, like I'll read a craft book and then I might forget vital information when I'm actually sitting down and writing. But if I'm like, why can't I, why is this like fight scene or whatever I'm writing, like not coming out. And then I'll like look up like how to like write a good fight scene, for example. And then I can kind of tag team the two, like as I'm doing, like researching while I'm doing it. So I kind of work better oppositely, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely use like a, well, what is English? Um, sticky notes. There we go. Oh yeah. So I, I, I do mark pages that I know. I'm like, oh, okay. This is something I would mm-hmm. like to revisit or, you know, focus more on. And I will put like a sticky note in there as I'm going. Cause yeah, you don't want to have to like go back to that book and be like, I know I've seen it in here, but I can't find it anymore. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I write in Scrivener, so I, I like to keep like, I could color code chapters and like add specific things in there, and oh, that's, nice. that's what I do too. Okay. Cool, cool. Oh, so, I mean, other than, you know, you've already mentioned really we have to be resilient now mm-hmm. more than ever because it feels like writers now have less opportunities and more challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you were like, when things were really, really hard for you or you were at lo- your lowest moments, how did you keep going? Or did you just, you know, step back and take a break and shut it down? I don't know. I, I think when I like was at my lowest is when I just picked it up even more, which I don't know if that's the healthy thing to do. Oh my but, goodness. Like, no. <laughs> like if I was, if I got a bunch of uh, rejections, I would just go out and I would just like spike query, just find as many agents as I could and query them. Oh just, my it would make me feel better for some reason. Um, which one of my, those little like spike querying sessions is how I ended up getting the agent. So it actually worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I just sent out a bunch. Like I was just like, okay, like eventually I'm going to run out of agents and just keep getting uh-huh. rejections. But I've like positive rejections along with, I had like a few full requests still, but they were, months and months out so you know losing hope and just sent out a bunch and then um like a day after i sent one of them i got a full request and it ended up being that agent who signed me a week later (laughs) so that's that's kind of what i do um but also just like 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 going back to the community being able to complain with them um Mm -hmm. knowing that you're not alone with the whole experience um it's and and going back to another manuscript um helps too cuz like when it comes back to it for me mm-hmm. writing the world the book everything that I'm that I'm that's like what I'm doing it all for right so i know a lot of times it's easy to be like why why am i even doing this like why am i trying so hard to edit this book like nothing's going to come of it but for mm-hmm. me i love writing so much that it actually just like i was able to fall into writing again and then realize that that's what it's all about. Um, not getting the agent, not getting the book deal, like that I'm getting happiness from this and that's worth it to me. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, whatever get it done, whatever gets yeah. you there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, within reason, cause you know, we're not advocating violence or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, breaks are good. <laughs> Yeah, I think, oh my goodness, watching your journey in the Slack group was just, it was, it was, it was amazing from the outside. I know you felt all the pain, but it's just. I was very transparent. Yeah, you know that I like to use my community to complain about things. (laughs) Because I remember when you came 
back like the the the, the last two weeks that led to the call mm-hmm. it was such a wild ride yes and i was like whoa yes yeah because then when you get an offer you're supposed to reach out to all these agents i yes. had like multiple folds out you have to reach out to every agent that you like to see if they're interested and then you're going to get right. a slew of rejections all at once and that yeah. <laughs> that's not easy um no. along with having no. to make some tough decisions and things like that but very much yeah it was it was vital to have other author friends who have gone through it to just like know that these weird mixed feelings you're having aren't rare <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're totally, it's valid what you're feeling right now. It's mm-hmm. totally valid. It's, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I was supposed to get emotional there. <laughs> oh, okay. So basically for writers querying in 2024, it does not look great, mm. but keep pushing, but also if you need a break, please take it. Take that break. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's, I know I, it's hard for me to write if I'm feeling like burnt out and frustrated and mm-hmm. it's really easy to focus on the, like getting an agent, the industry side of things that can just bring you down. So mm-hmm. taking a little break and doing something you love, like watching movies or even reading other books or something like that is, is yeah. vital too. Yep. It's like, it's good to take your shot. Um, it's good to spite query and all of that. <laughs> but really, if it's like, even those are not bringing you the slightest joy or sense of gratification, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. it's okay to take that break. Yeah, so absolutely. Come back to it. <clears throat> Cause I, I was in those, low places so many times mm-hmm. and especially the part about shoot your shot because yeah my agent rejected me in the past oh wow oh yeah she totally rejected my manuscript she was one of the painful rejections before <laughs> i <laughs> i jumped into amm with that that same manuscript and okay because I had, I did a complete overhaul of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, there was one time she was like, oh, I'm open. You know how she likes to get on Twitter. She is social <laughs> media darling. But she was like, oh, I'm open. And, da, 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 da. and then uh-huh. I remember reading the tweet and I'm like, yeah, but you did reject me though. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's, that's I think, is a, an important thing to, to mention though. Like you can re-query. Especially yes. if you've done an overhaul. Like I had a couple yeah. times where I had an agent reject me and then they like liked a pitch or something and then they requested mm-hmm. the poll after that. It's it's just yeah. like I you think just don't uh, know. Right. And um it's it's sad, but like you have to do what you can to get attention from okay. agents too. So like um when you send a query you're it's you're in the slush pile, which like you like to think that they're gonna sit and intently read all of their queries and the pages, but it's just not feasible for anyone's time, yeah. unfortunately. But like, yep. it's unfortunate for everyone, but what can you do? <laughs> um, yeah. So being able to do something like put author mentor match in your bio or, or in your query or like at a pitch like or something. Um, like I just started stacking my, my query letter, <laughs> like with, with every little thing. And I, I don't know if this is good advice or not, but like, um, I just thought of it kind of as like a, like a job resume. Um, right. like I put author meta match in there. I put, I was on the short list for pitch wars. I put that in there. I got editor likes from pitches, putting that in there along with like, once I hit 10 full requests, I put that in there. And I was like, this, this like, it feels weird. Cause I feel like I'm just like bragging pretty much in my query letter. But at the same time, what will it really hurt? Um, right. you have to kind of, kind of do something to get attention, even if it's yeah. maybe a little unconventional. <laughs> Definitely. It, I feel like within reason, you mm-hmm. can still break rules because at the end of the day, all they're going to say is either yes or no. Right. 
So unless there is like a hard rule somewhere. Right. Just yeah. go for it. Right. <laughs> They're probably going to say no anyway. <laughs> right, right. It's, yeah, because like for me, I almost self-rejected because I was like, okay, yes, you you mentioned uh, heist here and this here, but you did reject mine. So mm-hmm. should I even bother? Yeah. I, I feel like I even came to the Slack group and I was like, well, she posted this thing on Twitter and I'm just kind of like, should I even bother? <laughs> and, and then everyone was like, no, just go for it. I'm like, okay, well, let's do it. Yeah. I always, whenever anyone asks, should I, I, I always say yes, because what's the worst that could happen? Exactly. Exactly. Ooh, it's wild. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, definitely shoot your shot. Um, don't get discouraged. Do get discouraged. Take a break and come back. Mm -hmm. It's all valid. Yes. Oh, this was so much fun. Um, Yes. (laughs) Is there uh, anything else you would like to add before we move on to listener questions? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered a, a, a lot of stuff in, yeah, <laughs> in how, a little bit of time. Um, but yeah, basically yeah. what you said, just like keep going, try to, to try to get your query and pages and everything all shirt up as well as you can and don't self reject. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my, my big main advice. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, on Instagram, I ask if any listeners had questions for us to discuss on the podcast. Okay. And we got two. Okay. So the first one said, I have a second POV that comes in during the second act. How should I introduce this character in query? Okay. Um, so my very first query for my one book actually had five point of views in it. So I can, I, I can kind of answer this question. I, and, and, cause I did a lot of research when I was querying, cause five is more difficult, is very difficult. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't imagine right now. So I'm eagerly listening. <laughs> um, so what, what I found when I was like looking up how to do that was pick your maniest main character and write the query about that character and like just from that character's point of view basically so if you have a second point of view mention how they affect your first person point of view um but you don't necessarily need to like switch to their um like their whole like gmc and everything like that mm-hmm. now i do and, and then you could just say something like in in the metadata of your query um like, this is an ADK word story told from the point of view of main character one and main character two, and just kind of mm-hmm. mention it that way. Though I do know that there are a lot of, um, like, you know, romances are often two point of views, and um, I think if you're querying a romance specifically, it's expected that it's two point of views. Right. So then the So then the query, if it jumps from, like, the first paragraph is the first main character, second main, second paragraph is the second um, main character, mm-hmm. and then the third one kind of brings them together. I think that's a pretty mm-hmm. common way to do that as well. Yes, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. Um, when I got the question on Instagram, I gave that writer a link to uh, one of my favorite resources, which is like a blog. Uh, writers blog party blog dot com. It's, hmm. it's, it's a tongue twister for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because it's, uh, it's not maintained anymore, but it's such a good resource out there because it has, oh, nice. there's like a cat show on there and others, but yeah. Okay. So I sent that resource to the writer, but your answer, especially since you had a manuscript that will make, will give people pause when you mention five. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> you were, it's like you went there, you went hard. Yes. Well, and it was tough with the synopsis too, 
and, and the synopsis was the same. Like I just wrote oh, it from goodness. one, the one character's point of view with like, ma- with mentioning the names of the other four, but not even uh-huh. saying like, and saying how they were involved. But right. it's like, this is barely skimming the surface. <laughs> yeah. And it's tough. Like, how do you query that without like, you and then you read the first page and it still is only that one character. So it's hard. Yeah. So then my second book, my second two, like the two books after that only had one character. Yeah. I'm like, let's simplify. <laughs> Listen, for me, my closest experience to this was two characters, like two POVs. Okay. Um, no, I'm lying. It's three POVs. There okay. were three POVs that I had. I was so ambitious. I had an Excel spreadsheet. I was tracking everybody. Yes. I was so invested in that story. And when it bombed, it hurt so much. Oh, um, I know. I'm not doing that again. Because well, you basically wrote three books. <laughs> I feel like for every point of view, it's like its own book. That's true. That's true. It's not easy. So no. Ooh, to this listener... Good luck. Um, yes. Do your best and don't beat yourself about it. Don't be no. like me. <laughs> no, but you, it, have fun with it. Like having two, like multiple point of views is fun because you really have to try to make each character very different from each other, different voices yes. and everything. But it, that's, that's yes. the fun of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the second question said, is there a timed protocol for replying to agent requests? Uh, yeah, so, um, I, if it's like, I would say if it's like a pitch contest and you get like a like, I usually gave myself like a week to get back to them. Um, oh wow, you're cutthroat. <laughs> but if I, if you need more time, I think you could just be like, hey, I'm still working on this and then. Right. I, all, like every time that had to happen, they're understanding, so. Very much so. Um, yeah, I don't want to cut. Unless you're done, because I have a lot to say. No, go on. Go on. <laughs> oh, okay. So my answer is a little bit uh rebellious. Oh, and I love me, it. Let me, let me explain. Um, So again, before pandemic lockdown times, it used to be don't do any query, any pitch. Don't do anything unless you've done your absolute best with your material. Mm-hmm. The manuscript has been revised several times. The queries and says everything is good to go. You have to check all those boxes before you start querying. Which was, it made sense back then. Yeah. Well, COVID, COVID showed up. COVID changed everything. And people, it does. people got sick. Um, mm-hmm. People are burned out. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, Agent responses now take, if you get three months to six months, you're golden. Mm-hmm. It goes more, way more than that these days. So my thought process was, why should I rush myself? Yeah. Knowing that it's not going to change the outcome necessarily. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, you requested. Well, if, if it's not ready or what you do, couple of extra things before I send it out and it's going to take me a month or more you bet I'll take my time absolutely well it's going to take them a while to get back to you and you don't necessarily want to rush and then regret and then have to be like a month later like hey have a newest version I want to change it it's just right yeah so. No, you're, you're 100%. Like, I agree with you there. Yeah. And, and I know a few, um, writers who would just pitch maybe an idea. <laughs> like, oh it's God. not written yet. And you know what? If you want to just test the market a little bit, why not? <laughs> and now it's oh probably God. against a lot of these pitch contest rules and it could flood the market and everything like that. But it's, it is kind of tough. Like, you spend a lot of time writing and editing to pitch and then query and get no interest. But, to have like a little, a little test out there, I think is a, mm-hmm. you know, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> right. That's, 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 that's true. Um, yeah. Especially with the wait time these days. Exactly. You have nothing to lose. Ah, the wait time. 
I know. I know. It's, it's wild. I, I, I know even like, just, there's still agents that never got back to me. <laughs> That's even after like telling them I got an offer and they're just never going to, I'm never going to hear from them again. <laughs> Why? Some nudges just go silent. Yeah. Wild. And you, I think you signed in the fall, right? In August. Okay. So at so, the tail end of summer. Yes. Which okay. is usually, so, which is, it's a kind of a dead time for querying. So when I sent my nudges, I got, I think it was three or four vacation responders back that said, I'm out of office until this date. And that date was my deadline. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess that's a no. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. unfortunate, but I guess August isn't the best time to nudge Asians, but what can you do? <laughs> yeah, it's quick tangent. Um, somebody might listen to this and be like, well, what's the right time to query? Whenever mm-hmm. you're ready. Yes. At, the, at this point, whenever you're ready. That's, mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. Yeah. Like, it's like, it, it, it's so, sorry for cutting you. No, go ahead. Um, it's like, your position in the queue is kind of irrelevant in these times because you might rush it thinking, oh, this is a prime time to query and the agent might not get your query for another three months, at which point your query is old history. So, Right. Yeah, they're not going to get to it until, yeah, three months yeah. from now. I, th- I think I remember specifically I was worried about this. It was like October or November or something, and I was like, I need to finish these edits now and query it now, because if I don't, then that'll be in December, and then I have to. And it's December, I can't query then. I'll have to query in January, which is what ended up happening. And I was just like, kind of freaking out about it a little bit. And I think, and you specifically wrote back and said, Emily, breathe. <laughs> and you were right. That <laughs> feeling is so real, though. It is so real. It's like you feel like you're running out of time when yes. no one is rushing. Absolutely no one. It's, it's, um, yeah. And it's like you send things and then whenever you get a request, this is a little bit of a tangent as well, but it's like you get a request. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I mean, in the time you still care about it because eventually you'll become desensitized. But when, when you still care, it's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, let me send it right now while it's still fresh on their mind, while this, while that. When mm-hmm. maybe that agent sent out a request and then just moved on to the next hot things on their plate. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, just, and, yeah. And you never know what timing is going to be best for, you know, when that agent opens it like that might be the perfect time and it might be three months from now and not right now mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's there's no need to rush no need to panic about not getting things finished in inner time no need to think like oh i they liked this pitch two weeks ago i need to hurry like they'll get it when they get it and they'll be happy when yeah. they do <laughs> yeah i agree i mean another tangent goodness so uh when i sent out my nudges uh because I got an offer. Mm-hmm. One of the passes that hurt me the most was an agent with whom I've had a few back and forth because I cold query and then they liked my pitch like in two different pitch contests. So okay. I nudged those times. And then when eventually I was like, hey, there is an offer. And then they passed. I was just like, Oh my goodness. It hurts. Are you so kidding? I don't know. I was like, are you kidding me, right? Yeah, like the, the, I, I always thought of querying as just like, it's, it's like a, a scale of hope. Like the more yes. hope you have, the harder you fall. Yes. You get, you get a, you get a full request, your hope, you go up a little higher with hope. Mm-hmm. And then you get maybe like, some feedback from them and your hope goes up a little bit and then it just hurts that much more when the rejection comes in yes it it was just i don't know so i was just like you know what 
send your stuff out when it's ready. Send your best stuff out there and yes. please forget about it. Yes. Try. Try to not think. Don't watch the clock. Do mark the date because you want to know when you want to do a close no response. Yes. But other than that, that's it. Yep. Yeah. I know I just tracked everything in Query Tracker and then once it was gone, it was like, well, I'll hear about them or I won't. <laughs> yep, that's it. Exactly. And I believe that will be all. This was such a fun chat. It was. <laughs> this was great. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, I'm sure readers, oh, not readers, listeners are going to glean tidbits of valuable information. Um, yeah, something to carry them through 2024 because. Yeah, I it's, hope so. It's shaping up to be an interesting year. Yeah. Hey, and you never know what can happen. I mean, 2023, you know, was not always looking the best, but people still get signed. Books still sell. It's not yeah. hopeless. No, it's not. I agree. So thank you so much for spending time with us on this episode. And um, we will be crossing our toes and fingers for mm-hmm. Success in uh, up trenches. Yes. <laughs> Good news in 2024, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. And uh, when the good news land, ho- we do hope to have you back on the podcast again to celebrate because, yeah, we like to follow up. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Emily, you have a good one and uh, we'll catch you on social media. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You can, if anyone wants to follow me on social media, um, I am on Twitter, Instagram, and, um, I'll, I mean, all of them, TikTok. And my handle is at by underscore Emily Ray. You can check me out there. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, we'll make sure to have all that information in the show notes. Um, so people will know where to find you and, uh, cheer for you on your journey. Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please find us on Instagram and Blue Sky. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to leave a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice. And recommend us to friends and fellow writers. Until next time, stay hydrated and moisturized. Stay creative and remember that we are rooting for you.